Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business. In this episode, host Bill Roseberry sits down with Pat Keith. This episode of Coach Speak starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. All right, back here on Coach Speak with Southwestern head football coach Pat Keith, and he's pretty well known in the Riverbend too. Your your resume, I think. I, uh, let me try and do this. So, graduated from Marquette High School, yep. and then um, you were an assistant football coach at Alton, Greenfield, Roxana, then head football coach at Roxana, and now Southwestern. Yep. Did I do a good job? Yeah, but Roxana was first. I was, okay. I was an assistant coach at Roxana first, oh, okay. then Marquette for a little bit, then Alton, or then Greenfield, then Alton, yeah, then Roxana again as a head coach, and then Southwestern, yeah. So I've been around okay. the Riverbend area a little bit, but I'll be honest, it's been, for me as a coach, um, I think I've been with some great coaches, starting with Charlie Rach and Bill Smith, uh, then Mike Slaughter at Marquette, Joe Hook at Alton, Dan Bowman at Greenfield. You know, I've been around some great coaches, you know, so it's been a blessing for me football-wise to be around some great coaches and learn from some of the best in the Riverbend area, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, and you, you get to be around some great coaches of Marquette playing-wise, too. Yeah, definitely you, John Waters, yeah. Right, well, you, but you played football, basketball, and baseball. And I had Greg DeCourcy on a while oh, back, yeah. and, and Greg said uh, – Greg was talking about you, and he's talking about his past players, and, and he said uh, – yeah, he goes, Pat, Pat played basketball, too. He goes – Kind of played basketball like a bull in a china shop, but he did play. Yeah, yeah Greg. Oh, Greg DeCourcy is a great. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously baseball. He's a great legend baseball coach at, our, at Marquette High School and throughout the area. I mean, Greg. I, I really loved playing for Greg. I learned a lot from him too. I mean, he was a pretty even kill guy, but you always knew when Greg was serious, and uh, we had some good success with him at Marquette. He had some great years there, obviously with state titles and I think eighty, eighty four. Been there in eighty eight, eighty nine. So I mean, he did a lot of great things for Marquette baseball program. Probably. You know, just a legend at Marquette in the area. I know he's getting honored, or was getting honored, or is getting honored. He's, he's going to be going area. into the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame for the Illinois edition of that, and that's that's been pushed back a little bit because of COVID. I don't know when they're doing that now, but yeah, he's he's going in with. I mean, some of the other names on that list he's going in with are uh, Morris Bradshaw from Edwardsville, mm-hmm. who played in the NFL, uh, um, Benny Lewis, mm-hmm. the old East St. Louis yep. boys basketball coach, and. Um, um, there's one other name I was thinking. Oh, Larry Kristoff, okay. the uh, SIU wrestling coach. SIU wrestling yep. coach, Kip and yep. Kip and Kristoff and and Mark Kristoff's dad. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's just a few of the guys. I don't have the whole list in front of yeah, me, but, but that's a pretty good group. Oh, very well, and and for Coach DeCourcy, very well deserved. I mean, like I said, longevity of career, success, uh, and just I would say probably the um, the face of Marquette baseball, in my opinion. Right. Still. Still helping out as yeah. a consult consultant for yeah. Fantastop. I think he loves it. You know, it's always yeah. been a passion of his, and he was a great teacher too. So you know, and I grew up across the street from Greg for a couple of years. We used to live in the same neighborhood, so I knew him pretty well. And yeah, what a great coach and great man. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when you talk about that, we're talking about that. I mean, a coach like that, how how does he influence your different sport? But as you go on in a in a I think career I th- coaching in football, yeah. I mean, what did you learn from a guy like Greg? DeCourcy? Yeah, I think I think you know, like I said earlier, I think. Uh, just how he treats kids and and just 
I think you learn a lot from every coach you either coach with or coach by, by demeanor and expectations and, and just kind of their, you know, I guess what I say, their philosophy of how they do things. And I think Greg was a detailed guy and he was a player's kids like playing for him. And like I said, I think too, uh, Marquette, we had great baseball success and tradition. So you don't want to be one of those guys, let that tradition go by the wayside. So that was part of the deal too. You know, Greg was obviously, like I said, a long tenure coach. And I think that, I mean, he's just a great coach. I enjoyed playing for him, and I actually coached on the staff for a couple of years when I first uh, graduated from college. I was at the sophomore level with him, and uh, I learned a lot from coach. And just like I said again, a lot of good things to say about him. He he did a football coach for a long time too. He's defensive coordinator, correct? Yeah, for I think. Waters? Yeah, I think he was. Well, he was probably done with football by the time I went through high school. Okay. But yeah, he was there in the '80s, I think, coaching football, and I'm sure he probably coach other things I didn't know before I got there as a, as a student, you know, student athlete. But uh, like I said, again, one of the pillars of Marquette High School for sure. Yeah, and talk about – you've mentioned a lot of those other names, you know, just Joe Hook and Charlie Rach and Bill Smith and um, these guys. Uh, when you got that many great coaches that you've been around and and been able to, to learn from, I mean, obviously when you become a head coach yourself, you're going to want to – to institute, right. you know, implement your plans. Right. But, you know, how do you sift through all that great knowledge you have from all those guys to help you? Yeah, I, I think it's just like it's just like anything else. I think it's like growing up as a kid. I think, you know, learning from those guys at a young age showed you how to treat players, showed you how to run a pro- successful programs, uh, different size programs, you know, where I was able to be at Roxanne at the time when probably were the – about 500, 600 kids, not as big as it used to be back in the 80s, you know, by enrollment, mm-hmm. but a bigger program. And then go to Greenfield with Dan Bowman, which was there for years. I was lucky, truly, to be around a lot of guys who had, had, which is hard nowadays in coaching, but had longevity. You know, guys who yeah. coached for a long time. You know, Charlie did it for 30-plus years. Dan Bowman did it for 30 years. Joe Hook, as a head coach and an assistant, kind of a true Alton guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just blessed to, and been a big school, a big program, you know. So I was lucky to be around those guys and learn from the best and hopefully – you know, just take a little bit from each person and try to just make it fit in what I'm trying to do too. And like I said, again, it was a great opportunity for me as a coach being with, you know, football or coaching basketball or what I could coach Arb doing some baseball stuff and, and Tammy doing some girls basketball stuff at Roxanne at one time. So I've been around a lot of great coaches in the, in the metro area that have really been a blessing for me because, like I said, you get to see good coaches in, in action. It helps you become, I'm not saying I'm a good coach, but it helps you learn about things that are necessary to run a successful program. I think, I think you've done okay. Well, I appreciate that, but I'm just saying, you know I mean? <laughs> I, I just think you you just learn a lot of things from different people, how to have a successful program and year in, year out, you know, do things right. So, Yeah, and you mentioned too, I mean, outside of the football, I mean, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. You'd coached your head softball coach at Roxana. Yep. You were Tammy Talbert's assistant for yeah. girls basketball. Yep. Now you've been helping out um, Jason Dar as an assistant boys basketball, boys yeah. basketball at Southwestern. Right. Um, what else am I forgetting there? I mean, you've done well, I mean, a lot of. I, well, I was a head. I was a head softball coach at Greenfield okay. for about uh, three or four years in, in Roxana. I did baseball f- uh, at Roxana for a year with Arb when I first got there uh, as a, as a teacher. This last last time I was at Roxana, uh, coached baseball at Marquette with a great course. Like I said, at the sophomore level, coached a year of basketball at Granite City back in two thousand. <laughs> coached some baseball at Marquette and then basketball. I mean, football at Marquette. So I've kind of been around the coaching thing a little bit you know I mean so a lot of good once again though good programs and good people to be around coach Fanestock which is the current coach at Marquette we worked together on the sophomore level whenever I was at Marquette there back in there you know uh, 99 2000 at time a little bit so yeah it's been great to like I said I'm very lucky as a coach to be around some great people and and um, 
just learn from those guys and, and see how things are done the right way. Where did all, where did your passion for sports and, and all that come from? Yeah, I think, you know, I was a, I was a three sport athlete in high school. Uh, I don't know how good I was, but I was a three sport athlete. <laughs> and like I said, again, I just enjoyed truthfully the, the sport that was in season at that time. I wasn't in love with any one more than the other. I just loved playing sports and competing. And then, uh, you know, I just got went to college, played some football, Millican University for a couple of years for Coach Pelker, uh, played some baseball for Coach Neal, who's now the head coach at Blackburn uh, men's baseball program. Okay. But um, and great guys too, good guys to learn from. You know, there's a lot of guys through. I think you know, if I look back at Carl Pelker, which was the head coach at McKendree whenever they started their program again a while. It's been a while now, but he was the head mm-hmm. coach there for a while, and a lot of guys that were in this program that are high school coaches in the area now. And so uh, you know, that's a. Um, but that piqued my interest and then this playing and being part of it. And like I said, when I got back home, I left Milliken after a couple of years and came back home and got involved with SIUE basketball, actually, because a couple of my college roommates were players at SIUE and so got involved. I don't know if you remember Greg Lieb or not, but Greg Lieb yeah. was a Roxana coach. Yeah. And then he was helping out at SIU for a while before going all tough. And so I got involved with that and started kind of really just thinking, you know, PE and coaching is what I wanted to do. And that's kind of how I got started. And then through Greg, I got hooked up with Charlie at Roxana, and that's how I kind of started my Roxana little window of coaching and teaching and everything else. Yeah, I mean, what's the uh, the learning curve is going from, you said, a three-sport, you know, mm-hmm. high school player mm-hmm. and then, you know, then getting to, co- getting to the college level. I mean, I, I just on a recent episode I had Mayor Alton Mayor David Goins, mm-hmm. and he was talking about that, how, you know, it is an eye-opener because he went to – College of the Ozarks in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and he'd he'd been the star right. player at Alton his senior year, and then he right. went there. He was still starting, but he was like the third option on the right. team. And I mean, so you got to kind of adjust to that yeah. and adjust your ego yeah. a little bit. Oh, definitely. I, th- I think the one the, my memory, my most vivid memory of college football was one of the first days we were there as freshmen. This is at a Division three football program at Milliken in Decatur. And Coach Pelker had came in the room, and there was probably about 25, 26, maybe 30 freshmen in there. And he said, hey, guys, how many of you guys are either all-conference, all-area, or whatever? And you look around, everybody raises their hand. Right. So you know even at a Division three level, there's great athletes. So, yeah, it was it's, it's definitely um, it's tough. It's an adjustment because you go from sometimes being – and I, this wasn't necessarily me, but you're talking about Mary Goins or whatever, but going from a big fish at where you're at to kind of being just one of the fish or just trying to, you know, make your way in a program, you know. So – and that's the other thing you learn too. In college, I think – you got to kind of – there's more than two guys at a position. So if you don't do your job, they're moving on to the next guy. You know I mean? It's not yeah. not a job, but it's more of a, you know, you got to prove yourself. And if you don't, we're going to find somebody else who can, you know. so Do you, do you think that, that college experience kind of helps you more at a coaching level too? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I learned a lot from that, you know. And I think at the college level, there's a lot more uh, – not that it's not at the high school level, but more detailed things, you know, you mm-hmm. more detailed and watching film. And not that you didn't do that in high school as a player, but you didn't do as much as you did in college and more specific, you know, at, yeah, college you had a lot more uh, position coach. I'm talking about football per se right now, but position coaches, guys that specifically coach mm-hmm. your position. So you have to learn a lot from those gentlemen and those guys. So, yeah, I think you learn more about being detailed and also, uh, like you said, it's a little bit of humility, you know, knowing it's important to know your role, what your role is. You know, so you may, may not be the best guy in the program, but your job might be six plays or 20 plays, but you better do it well for six plays if that's your job to help the team out, you know. So. More more structured probably dealing with the, the classroom part of it with the athletics too. Definitely. I mean, Especially I'd, the travel and all yeah. that you're going to have. And, and then, I de- you know, realistically, 
you're going to college for an education. You know, the chances right. of you going after that are slim, probably none. So the whole point is, you know, to get an education first. So definitely you have to kind of schedule your time and be ready for that kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah, no. Um, well, let's fast forward um, and we'll talk a little bit about Southwestern mm-hmm. here and then we'll we'll kind of go back, we'll kind of jump around a little bit. But, That's fine. You know, last couple of years have been pretty successful there for the Piasaw Birds. You guys made the playoffs this year and then undefeated, right, during the COVID season? We were 5-1, and one, yeah. 5-1, and yep. one, okay. Yep. So, I mean, obviously no playoffs that year, but right. um, probably maybe – Maybe back-to-back playoffs if right. we were there. Well, we had five wins, so five wins, if, yeah. Yeah, if, if we would have, would have been playoffs, if we had a full season, we would have made the playoffs. Yeah, Because in mm-hmm. our conference, being a mm-hmm. closed conference, you get five wins, you usually make the playoffs by mm-hmm. points, by you know your opponent points, whatever. So Right. So, so I mean, just just talk about that and, and, um, and the success that you've, you're building there with that program. Southwestern's had some, some football success. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know you have Coach Jeff Alderman's oh, – um, there's another, there, 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 there's yeah. another guy that you're still learning from oh, now. Man, yeah, sure. definitely. And then he's on my look. I'm blessed to have my, him <laughs> on my staff, you know, and he was a guy, like you said, back in the late nineties, yeah, mid nineties, they had a lot of success, success at Southwestern. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, but I mean, you know, um, I think we've talked about this before that no playoff wins. No, yes, and right. I mean, uh, so as you're building this up here, how, how, how important would that be? Oh. To you to be the I, guy that's able to bring well, that to the community, yeah, I, I, I don't program. Yeah, I don't think. I guess this sounds probably. I don't know if this is the right word, clicheish, but it does. It's not about me getting right. that win. It's just about getting that win for the program in general. Program yeah. in the city. It's, right. it's, it's just. It's just a. It's just a step further than it's been before. So yeah, obviously getting the playoffs uh, this past year was the first time since I think two thousand nine. Hopefully we can. You know, obviously year in and year out's tough. We're in a good conference. But hopefully we can start maybe making that more of the expectation, not the exception. You know what I mean? So hopefully we can get the playoffs consistently year in and year out. And then at some point, like you said, get that first ever school win in playoff, playoffs for high school football for Southwestern. How many returners are you slated to have this next year? Yeah, I mean, year? I think we have uh, – yeah, we got some good guys back. We lost lost a lot of offensive – uh, firepower with a couple of our running backs we've lost that have been uh, Gavin Day and, and Blake Funk have mm-hmm. been guys we've had the past couple of years that have helped us. We have a lot of guys back. I mean, a good senior class to be and a couple of classes back-to-back there, so we'll see. Like I said, it's, it's and right now those guys, a lot of those guys up there in a small school setting, they're three-sport guys, so they're starting baseball today or starting track today, so, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is what they should do. That's what high school's all about, being part of your program and your school and your sports, but um, I think we have opportunity to do well, and then We'll see. Like I said, you're in and you're out. You never know what you're going to get until you get there. But I think we have some guys that are focused on the right things and wanting to get better and keep having success. Talk about having the opportunity to coach your son, too. And, and uh, I mean, yeah. that's got to be pretty neat. It is. It's, it's, uh, I would say it's probably neat, but it's also a challenge. You know, I mean, I think uh, being a uh, – I never – I had some daughters. I never coached them that went through sports. And But, yeah, it's it's different. I think, you know, for him, I, I feel more sorry for him than I do because <laughs> just, you know, your dad being the coach. But it's been enjoyable. Like I said, it's a uh, time that, you know, we get to spend together that we may not at home. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's extra time to, get to spend with him and right. see him grow up a little bit and see him do things. So it's been great. And, you know, he's he's still learning and trying to improve himself. And, you know, I try to be a dad also and I just be the coach. You know, when, once I leave the school, I try – 
my wife tells me to also, but just yeah. be dad on the way home. Don't be. Right. I'm sure he's looking to get looking forward. To, he gets his license here in the next couple of days. So, I you know I told to my wife I said probably driving home from school after the game or practice is probably not fun because I'm talking. Right. You know he's he's getting the ride act a little bit. You know so he'll probably enjoy having his own car to drive back and forth and listen to dad as much. But it's been a good experience for us. And like I said, I think it's brought us closer a little bit. Yeah, I had Mike and Luke Parmentier mm-hmm. on a while back, and you know and. Uh, they were saying that too. Luke said, "Yeah, sometimes you know, dinner at home and stuff right. is still still coming up." You right. Know? It's, it's Mike's it's, like it's, Mike said he never he goes nobody could ever say that that he got you know special treatment. Special treatment. Yeah. He probably I was probably harder on him than I was the other. No, I do feel too. I do feel sometimes I feel I don't say I'm harder on him, but I feel like it's it's tough for me because you you want to be able to justify him doing what he's doing because he deserves to do it, not just because he's my son, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. that's a tough spot to be in. But like I said, I think we've managed through it so far. He'll be, like I said, the football in the fall, he'll be a junior. So we'll see how that, that pans out a little bit. But um, like I said, I think overall, I think it's been a good experience for us. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we're talking about being able to bring a playoff win to Southwestern and be their first one ever. I mean, you got to experience that at Roxana. And, you know, Roxana had under Charlie and, and – Bill and mm-hmm. um, Jeff Welker yeah. back in the 80s. 80s. I mean, they were outstanding. They had a lot of success. Oh, definitely. But it had been a while. I right. mean, it had been down, and uh, you were able to get that that playoff win. I guess it was the fall of 2014. Yeah. And uh, it was my first year at the Advantage, mm-hmm. and I got to see that and kind of experience all that because you were the only team in the Riverbend that was in the playoffs. Right. So you had a lot of local people that Man. started following Roxana. You go to Freeburg and you get that win, and to see how it brought the community together and be able to experience that—I mean, you got the whole program was on the top of the world right then. I yeah, mean, I mean, it, it was it was well, number one, and and I, you were talking about Jeff Alderman earlier, but all these things aren't possible without great assistant coaches. You know, I had a lot of great mm-hmm. coaches through the years, assistants with, uh, you know, Dave Gann, Jeff Alderman, Jason Dar, Steve Slater. Uh, Terry Chester, uh, Mike Devon. I mean, I've had a bunch of great assistant yeah. coaches. John Lawrence, just great guys. And I'm probably not naming a few guys. So Gary and Kyle Heron. Gary and Kyle. Oh, yeah. Gary yeah. and Kyle. No doubt. Those yeah, good buddies. Right. Great great guys. Great guys. <laughs> uh, you know, Matt Haspin. Just great, great people to be around. But And those those are the reasons. That, that's what makes – it was a fun time, though, yes. I mean, um, it had been a while since they made the playoffs for Roxana, and so it was a big deal. And then getting that win that first week, that first round was a big deal. And then – some of the people that had been at Roxanne for a while said that the game at home against Carterville, and then we got beat. There was a pretty big crowd there. It's kind of oh, yeah. kind of how it used to be back in the days. Like you said, the I don't want to say the heyday, but the the '80s were obviously a solid time for Roxanne football. '80s and early '90s, and I know they had a lot of success. So it was definitely fun and something I'll never forget. And really, a lot of great kids. I mean, the guy kids I still see now that are involved, you know, with you know sports or doing things. You know, I, matter of fact, I just saw the other day on the internet that uh, Blake Vandiver, which was a guy that was one of my running backs, is going to come back this summer and play for the River Dragons for baseball for Alton. So very cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's, it's great to see those kids. Very and cool. So it, it was fun. It was it was obviously like you said a great time, and the community was excited. The kids were excited. Obviously, we'd like to keep winning. You know, at that point in the playoffs, but it was still a great 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 time in my career and and for those kids in the school and everybody. Yeah, I mean, so knowing that feeling, I mean, to be able to re- recreate that, you know, up there would yeah, be, definitely. be fantastic. No, that'd be great because Southwestern, uh, you know, there's uh, obviously it's a little different dynamic than is at Roxanne because the communities are farm communities and a little bit spread out. But 
it's what a great group of people and, and support and fans. Like I remember just going to our playoff game this year, and we're driving through town, and people are out. You know, we're driving the bus through town, people are out honking and waving, made signs. This is great support and a great community. So hopefully, you know, we could we could like you said, just get that first win and keep improving, and you know, like I said, have having a little tradition going at Southwestern of winning winning programs and playoffs and all those type of things. Yeah, and I mean, you brought up the pack, the the fact about how important assistant coaches oh, are. And, I mean, that's something every head coach is going to say. Anybody that's had any success as a head coach is always going to give, you know, defer some of that. But, I mean, I, you know, I, I, right. I, but I'm, and, I'm being honest. I, I right. do feel like, even like right now at Southwestern with Jeff Alderman and Jason, i got some great guys that are doing a lot of things for me in, in our program, not just for me, but for mm-hmm. our kids in our program. And it does take – it does take a army of coaches to, to right. you know get it right, and you, and the hard part is is getting everybody on the same page. But I've been blessed through my career to have a lot of guys on the same page and and what was best for the kids in our program and for the program. So yeah, I, I mean, it's when I say this to you, it sounds dumb to say, but I I'm not worried about my. I mean, I obviously we want to win, but it's more about this program and and the kids having success, program having success, and and then you know they look back. My my biggest goal, I I don't know if it's what a coach says. A lot of coaches say, but I think a lot of coaches believe. It. I want to come back and be good men and just learn about exactly. being part of a team and lessons about winning and losing and competing for things and you earn what you get and just you know the kids look back and had a good experience in the program and had a fun time you know because that's what it's about memories and like I know you went to Alton and played ball at Alton just relationships and those type of things right. with the kids they played with and kids they play against you know so that's what mm-hmm. makes it fun I think and that's what I hope they earn they not earn but they get from playing high school sports and sport football Southwestern and all those type of places. I, I was just going to say, though, too, I mean, you had a pretty good um, foundation to see how coaches and assistant coaches work together because, you know, when you go to Roxana oh. at that time and those three guys, they had a, a perfect, you know, breakdown of what they did with the right. team with Definitely. when Charlie Rach, Definitely. Phil Smith, and Jeff Welker. I mean, Definitely. just kind of talk about seeing – them do their thing and break things down. Yeah, and how I mean, that definitely. I mean, you know, obviously Charlie was the the head poobah for sure, right? But you know, Bill did, Bill did a lot of things with the he was the you know offensive line guy and, and kind of him him and Charlie are you know just worked well together. And then Jeff was the same. Jeff was you know obviously defensive back. He probably did a lot of things position wise before I got there too because I wasn't there in the early times. But Jeff was a big weight room guy too. Right, exactly. There was tons of kids at Roxana that even if he didn't play sports, Jeff was, you know, worked with any kid that wanted I mean he was that was his and now they named the the new I know they redid the facility, you know, recently at Roxana put new and it was it was named in, in honor of Jeff Welker, which well deserved. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So oh. they put a new weight room down there. So yeah, well deserved because that was kind of his second home, you know. I mean, I, he had kids down there all the time lifting and working. And, yeah. and I would think if you talk to kids, I shouldn't say kids, adult men now <laughs> back in the right. 80s, right, that they would tell you that, you know, they attribute a lot of that success to the weight room with Jeff. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, it, what, what I mean, like you said, a great learning lesson as a young coach to be around legends, I think, in the metro area of coaches with Bill Smith and, and Charlie, obviously Charlie, and then Bill Smith and, and, and uh, Jeff. And to be honest with you, uh, when I came back to Roxana, that was the one thing that kind of – was one of my things that I kind of wanted to hold true to. I wanted this this program to have success because Charlie's the one that kind of built that, you know, and mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of get back to that point where it was when Charlie was there. I mean, I, mean, I was just happy to be a part of something that Charlie built, you know what I mean, as a coach and as an assistant coach and as a head coach. So, like I said, I you know, learning from those guys was a great experience for sure. You, you bring up those guys, and, I mean, I'll, I'll give examples. Eric McCroy, who, who's 
you know, still works here. He runs the Advantage, mm-hmm. you know, still here for the Advantage move now is partnered with WBGZ. But, you know, he was my publisher when I worked for the Advantage. Mm-hmm. And then John Simmons, yep. a lawyer. That Those two guys have a lifelong friendship, friendship because they played football at Roxanne, Roxanne in no the doubt. 80s. And Eric would tell me that he had weight set up in his basement in his workout regiment that he'd, he'd lift – at home was still the one that Coach Welker oh, yeah, taught I believe, him I believe that. when he was in high school. You know, and, well, well and, you know, if you look around, even coaching in the, in the area, uh, Scott Harper played at Roxanna football yes. back in the you know he he right. was a guy you know was a Roxanna guy. Our superintendent at Southwestern Kyle Hackey was a Roxanna football player. You know, and it's funny and we t- we talked about it before, but Jeff Welker's name is brought up about lifting weights and kind of getting mm-hmm. them in interested in lifting weights. You know, as a young player and young a young athlete. So yeah, I think. There's definitely a connection with Charlie, Bill, and Jeff, and a lot of those guys in that time period that was just phenomenal with success, weightlifting, and just care for the kids in the community. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff kind of was special to me because I didn't, I didn't know him as a football guy, right. but him and my dad did car stuff together, and he yep. was one of my dad's best friends. He was actually in my parents' wedding. Really? Yeah. So, and um, I mean, I didn't realize how big of a deal he was on the sports side of things until I actually all, all the way up till I came to the advantage. Really? Yeah. You know, he was still teaching there. Yeah. And, 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 and by the way, great teacher. Jeff Walker yeah. was a great teacher. Yeah. And so I would come back and, and uh, I mean, people would talk about him in these, you know, yeah. In this glowing fashion. And right. I realized I go home and I tell my dad, I'm like, Oh my God. I said, he's like a legend there, dad. Yeah. I, and, and Dad's like, oh yeah, he took the football stuff really serious yeah. and the weightlifting. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and I just, you know, I I didn't I didn't see that side of him. It was a different side of him that I saw because when he was at my house or I was over there when I was a kid with my, they were talking cars and they were doing other right. stuff. But my dad wasn't involved in football right. stuff. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, was, Jeff was a great guy. And like you, like you said again, you know, those three guys. You know, Charlie being the head coach, but that was a great combination of three coaches. And there was probably some along the way that were there. That I maybe didn't know because I wasn't down there at that point in time. But, I mean, just like you said, they were just, I don't know, I say legends, but the guys that I don't think you'll see nowadays, guys like a staff staying together for 30-plus years, that's that's probably not going to be like that anymore like it used to be. And so that's a rarity. But I think that's also the exception because those guys all were focused on the same goal and cared about kids and wanted to be successful. That's why they were good at what they did. Was there anything of a, of a template you took from that that you tried to? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, there's a lot of things. You know, like I said, Charlie was a pretty um, a football-minded guy for sure. But when you get Charlie, if he had an opportunity to talk to Charlie by himself or whatever, you know, he was also, you know, he really cared for kids. And uh, there's a lot of stories that I learned over time about Charlie down there and. Uh, you know, this, he, he coached base. He coached baseball down there right. at one point. He did some. I'm, I'm sure he did more than that. I mean, but he did a lot of things down there. And uh, just I think you know his demeanor and his personality were things that probably shaped a lot of kids down there at that time. Probably. Yeah, of course he told some stories about coaching against him in sure. baseball. Yeah, I'm sure he had some pretty good baseball teams. Yeah, I think at one, I think there was a you know down. I don't think it's changed now, but there was some. They may have made it to the state one year when he was the head baseball coach, maybe down there. I'm not sure, but he, there was something because there was a picture on the wall down there in the gym at one point, and Charlie was the head coach. So, yeah, they had some – I'm sure they had some <laughs> good battles and fun times for sure. You know, you're talking about, you know, Greg, but I'm sure John Rogers. I, I know when I was at Roxana and I went to Marquette, you know, Charlie would come to um, high school a lot of times because he was – Charlie was a big cigar smoker, you know. And right. So was John Rogers, you know, so they would yeah. talk football and – 
and, and Charlie's wife actually taught at Marquette. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I had his wife for like some business classes and typing classes. So, I mean, it's just it's funny because, like you said, good stories. I'm sure because those guys were all pretty close knit guys, and a lot of the Metro coaches at that time were guys that have been around for a long time. So, a lot of stories probably outside of football and other sports, but probably in competition too. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, was there? Obviously, you know, you and you and Gary coached together, but mm-hmm. I think that's kind of gone by the wayside a lot. Well, I mean, for now, I mean, you didn't get a chance to enjoy. Well, maybe early on, did you did you still get to play Wood River when uh, you were there, Marquette, Roxanne? Or, 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 or Roxanne? No, Roxanne. Yeah. So we played. Were you still the, in the yeah, South at, Central? That my head my head started? coach. Okay. My, so my first year was 09 as the head coach of Roxana. That's right. So we we played Roxana Marquette the last three years. Okay, Marquette. Okay, Marquette Roxana yeah. both were still in the conference. So that All was right. up till 2000, maybe and Wood 11. Whatever. Yeah. So you got to yep. play. Okay, we played them three so you times. You got to experience. So Joe. Some of that. So one year was uh, Brad. I think Woodrow's coach was Brad Haskell. One year, right? And then Joe Parmentier. I think he did it for a couple of years there. And yeah. that, that stretch. And then Marquette was obviously I think Mike Slaughter at that time. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, there may be maybe somebody different at that time. I don't know when Mike retired from Marquette as a coach. Is Tim Nelson there yet at that Tim point? Tim Nelson, yeah, yeah. Tim Nelson might have been there too. Yeah, great yeah. guy. You know, friends oh, yeah. with him through guys that I went to school with in college right. and stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you got to see that, what that was like, Rivalry. and then it got taken away. Oh, yeah, it's huge. And I mean, now that it's back, I had Wade um, DeVries in a while back, and he was like, that was – I was like, we got to make this happen. That's probably know? one of the reasons. I would say you know, that's not the only reason. That's probably one of the reasons why they moved conferences probably, yeah. to get the rivalries back, you know, because now they're going to be able to play Woodrow. I mean, it's right down the road. You know what I mean? It's it's a huge – obviously, even though football had stopped back in 2011, they still have huge games with basketball and mm-hmm. and baseball, softball, and all soccer, every sport possible. I mean, yeah, it's a big rivalry for sure. But so, in, in high school – all about that football game. Oh, what sure. I mean, I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, as great as that other stuff is, that football game means. Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was a big it was a big rivalry. Like I said, even the years. I mean, my first year at Roxanne as head coach, we were, I think we were zero and eight, and they they were zero and eight, and then we won. That's first. I think the women got in week nine against Woodrow was the first game that Roxanne won with like. Because when I took over the program, they had like a 30, 40-game losing streak or whatever it was, you know, and yeah. that was the first one we had. So not only was it the first one they had in a while, but it was against Woodrow, which made it even sweeter, you know, for the kids because that was their big rival. They just share backyard, you know what I mean? And so it's, right. a, it's a huge rival, and, I mean, I think deservedly so. I think it's a, it's a fun rivalry, too, for them, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to Luke Parmentier when, when he was in here, and, and this year especially, now that Roxanna's back in the mix, I mean, they've been – these guys have been trying to make this happen. I know Daryl Angleton when he was at Marquette mm-hmm. every year at the football bank when he would talk about it. You know, we got to play, we got to get these games on the schedule. Yeah. How important they are, how important they are, and, and so now you'd had CM Wood River and Marquette were all playing each other. Well, now Roxanna's yeah. playing in that group no. too, and I mean I, Luke Parmentier was in here and he was like, "Those were the games that oh sure that they circled." Yeah, and if you think about it too, I mean you're talking about four high schools within a. You know, 10, 15-mile radius, I mean, that's – yeah, I think it's great for them. I think it's obviously – it just provides – like you said, not only one rivalries again, but just probably good crowds and good atmospheres because a lot of people go to those games, you know, because it's a big deal. So, Does it Was it bittersweet for you now that you're at Southwestern to take a Roxana – out of the conference because that was that was kind of a, a rivalry yeah. for them too. Yeah, it was. A yeah, 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 I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bitter. I mean, yeah, I think it took a it took a closer rival for mm-hmm. Southwestern for sure. I think back now before I was there, I think Marquette and Southwestern was a big rival too. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so losing those two schools, I think, changed it a little bit. But there's still some definite rivals with Southwestern with 
Gillespie and Carlinville, you know. So, and and I'm looking forward to um, North Mac joining the conference because I, yeah. I, um, Dan Bowman's son Patrick's the head coach up there. Okay. So, and Dan still helps. So we know those guys, good friends of ours. So it'll be fun to compete with those guys and good good program and good school. And so it'll, it'll be interesting. But um, like I said, yeah, it's tough because you do lose those rocks and right. and Southwestern's a big rival and everything, baseball, basketball, mm-hmm. all the above, you know. So right, uh, it was good. I mean, it was tough, but. They obviously moved on, and we're going to kind of move our direction and do what we do. So, yeah, you mentioned Marquette Southwestern rivalry. You're you're probably lucky you got a job being a Marquette grad at right. Southwestern. Could be, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was, <laughs> it's probably true. When I was a player at Marquette, we weren't in the conference at that time. So I, I don't know. I would like to say maybe. Uh, 1997, 98 is when they joined the South Central, probably. Yeah, somewhere in there. Well, my first, I, I know for a fact, my first year coaching high school football was Charlie. Is when Roxanne and everybody joined that the conference. There was like two divisions. Mm-hmm. It was twelve. Right. It was twelve teams. It was six, right, six right, teams right. or something like that. Ten, ten or twelve. But yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, market grad. Yeah, I probably so definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had, I had a, a, a uh, I had some buddies from around that time that played some that had, you know a few years after high school, mm-hmm. like that in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. That some of them played at Marquette and some of them played at Southwestern. You know, and when when uh, no love lost for sure. No, man. no, you know we don't. <laughs> We'd be together or something at a party or whatever, you know, and maybe a few, you know, you're in your early 20s, yeah. a few adult beverages yeah. start flowing. And, yeah, it'd get a little heated sometimes oh, between yeah. those I'm Southwestern sure. it, it was a big rival, I think, yeah. Talking about who was better and all that no stuff. No doubt yeah. about it. I think it was a big rival <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, I mean, um, is there anything else as far as moving forward here with Southwestern? Do you feel like you've got a good foundation going with the program now? I, mean, I, th- and- I think – I think in in our conference we're in a good a competitive conference for sure. Yeah. You know, year in year out, you got to play Carlinville and you got to play the Greenville and Pena and Van- we're in a tough conference and um, all those schools. I mean, I, I don't feel like week in week out. I don't feel like there's anybody that we feel like, oh, hey, you know, we have to we have to be ready every week to play and and give our best effort to be successful in the conference. So I think it's a tough conference and you know, year for us to be successful year in year out, we have to have guys be willing to put the time in outside of football like in the weight room and doing extra things you know and I think we have the kids that want to do that and like you said success breeds success so once right. we have a little bit of success exactly. hopefully that'll kind of carry itself over and continue to happen but I feel like I got coaches good coaching staff and and you know with the guys I have and and some great kids wanting to be successful so we'll see what happens but it's it's tough you know smaller schools you get some years where you have you know yeah it's just it's just part of the cycle but you know, like I said again, I like our kids' demeanor and their dedication to our program, and and then the excitement of you know this coming season. So we'll see what happens. What do you have set up as a, a youth program up there? Do you we have, have so they're they're part of the, we have a JFL program, mm-hmm. which okay. is part of actually there's a JFL program through the South Central Conference. They call it the South Central Conference, but right. most of okay. the schools in our conference have a have a, a youth program that plays that way too. So and that's that's to the benefit, I mean, not the benefit, but to the recognition of a lot of community guys that are run, kind of running that and helping our kids kind of learn the, the ins and outs of the game a little bit and have some success and hopefully keep them involved and, you know, looking forward to playing high school football. We have a lot of guys in the community that do that and people that spend time doing it. So I, we, I appreciate those guys for sure. Do you, are you involved in that anymore? I mean, not a day-to-day, but do you go down and check on it and talk I, to those guys? I mean, I talk to the guys a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I used to do a little bit more at Roxanna when we first started down there. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's since changed a little bit down there now, but – 
it's tough when you're trying to be involved during it's during your season too, you know. So you're trying right. to you're, yeah, you're not worried true. about. I know they're part of your program, but you want to be successful there too, you know. So yeah, but I do know some of the coaches, and they're doing a great job. And that's something obviously we haven't been able to do the past couple of years because of COVID. But we have little yeah. kids camps and stuff, and right. like I said, they do a great job, and we try to honor those guys. And so hopefully we'll continue. And like I said, I feel like we're in a good position. Just hopefully everybody keeps kind of buying in and doing the right things. Because when you look at successful you know, um, programs in this area. Um, a lot of times it's built from those younger ages, ages, playing the same philosophy and coming all the way up to the high school level. I mean, Civic Memorial girls basketball comes to mind, Right. you know, really, um, um, Edwardsville football with what they've built with the little tigers. And I know coach Matt Martin isn't, you know, involved in the day-to-day sure. there but he's got a say and what sure. is going on with the little right. tigers to yeah i think philosophy I, I, I don't think I, yeah. I mean i don't right now currently they don't they don't like do the thing like i don't give them a playbook or something like that right but it's just right now it's really for us i mean our in our district in our area smaller schools you're just trying to get kids interested in the sport you know yeah because it's tough That's i mean and I, I do feel sometimes it's hard because there's so many things available now with sports. It's almost year-round for everything, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Right. With, with basketball and baseball and football stuff. And it's just, at some point, a kid's got to be a kid a little bit, too, and just enjoy being a kid. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, it's... It makes it, it tough. They're they're trying to to have kids focus on a sport, it almost feels like now, right. the way. And, and, I mean, almost... I don't know if I've ever talked to a coach that's like, oh, yeah, it'd be great just to have a player that just focused on one no. sport i mean like i got told you you earlier, didn't you played no. three and yeah. like and right now we have a lot of guys that play three sports and my son's one of them and that's to me what high school half of your high besides the education part and other things you know that's the high school experience i think to be able to be a part of whatever programs you're a part of have it be two three whatever you know like i said for me in my whole life it was football basketball baseball and i would never change it because that was it was not about specializing it's about just being part of the the program and and really kind of uh being part of your school's tradition and and just the pride of being part of that you know what i mean i mean that's that's to me what it's about and so i hope our kids up there play three sports and stay involved because that's what high school is all about those are the memories you create like we talked about earlier about memories right those are the memories you create through athletics and and competition and success and losses you know that but those memories are what makes high school besides the educational part makes high school mm-hmm fun you know that's my opinion at least but yeah right and i mean i've always said i i don't i don't have any kids but i've always said if i if i did and i mean i did things more than sports i was involved in like a um, uh, science club at Mm -hmm. one point math club at one point outside of the sports stuff that i did and i said i think that every kid should be involved in some kind of. No, I agree with that. You know, extracurricular yeah, you don't, you, activity. I, I totally, Doesn't have to be sports. No, I totally agree. It, it could be sport, band. It, it could be, be the school play. It could right. be student council. It could be Spanish club. It could be the FFA. It could be whatever. I mean, there's a tons of things. But just being involved, and that's what creates, like I think, pride in your school and pride in your just pride in your school district and your high school it, and in learning to work as a team. No doubt. Because in real in life, when you get older and you're out in the real world and you got a job. Guess what? You're going to have to work within a team. Right. And you're going to have to learn it. to face adversity. I think sports kind of magnifies the adversity part of it over those other things. Right. In a lot of ways, because you're, I mean, you can face adversity, you know, you know, ten times in a sure. game or more, sure. you know, and right. and have to rebound from that. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. I mean, baseball is a perfect example. I mean, and you're. 
you're successful in baseball, you're considered a success if you've if you've got hit three out of ten times. Right. You're great right. if you did that. Right. Well, that means you failed. messed up. You right. failed yeah. seven out of ten times. Right. That, so yeah, you got to learn how to face that adversity. That's that that's one of the you know things. that's what we talked earlier, but that's. What I think the the lessons of, and it sounds probably like I said again, like a cliche, but that's those are lessons you learn in high school sports about how to be part of a team, what your role is, accepting your role, and then be willing to work harder to maybe change your role, you know. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, this the competition part and just being a part of a bigger picture because most times in the in the job job setting you're going to be part of a big picture. It's not just you, you know what I mean? Right. So that's why I think football teaches great life lessons about being humble and being willing to put the work in to be successful. And that's what I think high school sports is all about. Absolutely. Well, Pat, absolute pleasure, man. Uh, you know, it. I mean, I got a chance, like I said, to start covering you when I first came to the advantage yep. from um, from the Intelli- Edwardsville Intelligence and you were at Roxana. And I mean, that that was one of my funnest times as a sports writer was Appreciate covering it. that football season and those yeah. playoffs. It was and, fun for me, too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was so cool, you know, yeah. to be involved in in that because coming as a an Alton guy graduating from Alton High and then covering Edwardsville. I was the the small school mentality and the small school culture mm. was foreign to me. Right. That was kind of my introduction to it. Right. Was that Roxana football yeah, team. Yeah, like it, I said that, it that was that, really neat. And that's what that's what I feel like, you know, we talked earlier about um athletes and and programs, but that's what creates that that culture and that identity for small small towns is their school education and their athletic programs and other things like you said plays and those things so it's it's a fun fun to be part of it for sure all right well thanks man always a pleasure talking to you appreciate it man thanks tune in next time on coach speak when bill roseberry sits down with frank acres so i'm here as a coach huh? yeah you're here as a well i did that media politics i mean you've done it all you've worn a lot of different hats over the years i have yeah i mean uh, some of them even fit (laughs) yeah that's next time on coach speak presented by edward jones financial advisor steve medford 